Have you ever noticed how much of our religion is in the head? The doctrines and debates can dominate every dimension of our worship of the deity. One of the things I love, though, about Wesley's spirituality is it is about the head, but also the heart and the hands. Wesley, in his sermon, The Marks of New Birth, says that true living Christian faith is not only an assent, an act of understanding, but a disposition which God hath wrought in the heart. My name is Steve West, and I serve as senior pastor of Jacksonville First United Methodist Church. And today, I'd like to share with you about three ways to pray Scripture. Three ways to pray Scripture. In an age when Scripture is often argued and, yes, even weaponized, I want to invite us to a fresh experience of letting the Scripture descend that longest journey of human experience, the 12-inch journey from the head to the heart. Reading Scripture is not like reading a magazine. It's not something we do for information. It's something we do for formation. So there are three very classic, three very traditional, three very right-brained ways of entering the text or maybe letting the text enter you. So the Bible not only reveals the Word of God, it becomes an encounter on the level of the heart. So let's talk about these three ways of of praying Scripture. In addition to, of course, praying and singing psalms and canticles, which is a way of joining the ongoing prayer of the saints, I suggest these three classic spiritual ways to pray Scripture for us today. The first one's entering the narrative imaginatively. The second is chewing on the text. And the third is gazing on symbols. So we'll talk about each of those in turn. First, entering the narrative imaginatively. Ignatius of Loyola, who was born in 1491, is credited with this classic method. He discovered how useful the imagination can be in fostering a deeper relationship with God. And, and imaginative prayer is one of the hallmarks of Ignatian spirituality. He integrated imaginative prayer into the approach to the spiritual life outlined in his work called The Spiritual Exercises. Ignatius presents two ways of imagining. The first is demonstrated in a meditation on the Incarnation. He asks us to enter into the vision of God. So we imagine God looking down in love on our turbulent world. We see God intervening by sending Jesus. This imagining helps us to see things from God's perspective and take on God's qualities of compassion and understanding. The second method is to place ourselves within the story from the Gospels, as if the Scripture is a place. We become onlookers or participants and give full reign to our imagination. We feel the hot sun or the itchy clothes or our stomachs rumbling. We notice the faces. Above all, we watch Jesus in the story. Seeing gestures and the look in his eyes, we hear him speak. We imagine other words he might have spoken besides those that we have recorded. The best known example of this is contemplation on Jesus' birth. Imagine the labors of the journey to Bethlehem, the struggles of finding a shelter, the poverty, the thirst, the hunger, the cold, 
and the rank smell of the animals. You find yourself holding the holy child and gazing into his eyes. What feelings fill your heart? Through the narrative, you've entered the prayer space of adoration. Many scenes from the Gospels are ripe for this kind of imaginative contemplation. The way of prayer helps us experience Jesus filling our senses rather than simply thinking about Jesus. So I encourage you to try it. Choose a scene from the Gospels that captures your attention before you begin any scene. Find a quiet place. Breathe. Rest in God. Read the story, but then set your Bible aside and relax and breathe again. Let your imagination take you deeply into the scene. What are the sights, sounds, smells? Turn your eyes upon Jesus. What does he do? What does he say? What does he say to others? What does he say to you? How do you respond? And after a long period of imaginative prayer, you might want to write your reflections in your journal. These are some ways to enter the narrative imaginatively, one of the ways to pray Scripture. A second classic traditional way to pray Scripture is chewing on the text. Not just reading it, but chewing on it. Classically, this is called Lectio Divina. That's Latin for divine reading. It's a traditional Benedictine practice of spiritual reading and meditation and prayer that's intended to promote communion with God. It does not treat Scripture as text to be studied, but as the living word to be feasted on. Traditionally, Lectio Divina has four separate steps, Lectio Meditatio, Oratio, and Contemplatio. Lectio is basically reading. Meditatio is meditating, chewing on it. Oratio is praying, letting the the heart overflow with prayer to God. And contemplatio is simply contemplating, sitting with God. The focus of Lectio Divina is not a theological analysis of biblical passages, but viewing them with Christ as the key to their meeting, the only key necessary for their meeting. Uh, for example, given Jesus' statement in John fourteen twenty seven, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. An analytical approach would focus on the reason for that statement during the Last Supper, what was going on with the disciples as they were stepping into their time of grief, the biblical context, things of that nature. In Lectio Divina, however, we feast on the presence of Christ, the peace of Christ, rather than dissecting the text. The monastic practice of Lectio Divina was first established in the 6th century by St. Benedict. Lectio, meditatio, oratio, contemplatio. So I want to encourage you to try it. Here's a few things you can do. First, a passage of Scripture is read. Read it as slowly as you can, as if savoring a meal rather than quickly eating some fast food. The plain meaning of the text is all we need to comprehend. A shorter passage is better for praying the Scripture than reading large passages for study. Sometimes just a verse or two is all that is needed. Second, after a while, after a few moments, the passage is read again. This time, notice a word or a phrase or phrases that the Spirit brings forth, that that bubble to the surface to capture your attention. You don't need to know why. 
Just let it emerge like nuggets that appear on the surface when you're painting for gold. Then spend time chewing on them. Why is this speaking to me? What is the Spirit saying to me? Let it touch you in a deep place. Third, you read the passage again. And this time afterwards, you respond to God in prayer. It may be helpful to journal your prayers and your thoughts. Then a fourth time, you read the passage again, and then you simply rest with it. Simply contemplate the majesty and mystery of God. Feel God's presence as you have communed with God through Scripture. So that's a second way of praying Scripture, chewing on the text. Now, a third way of praying the Scripture, I'm going to call gazing on the symbol. Gazing on the symbol. Symbol is, in its essence, the way we know what we cannot see. The origin of the word symbolon means to throw, and indeed symbols throw meaning into our lives. We use them in the way we talk, the way we think, the way we process information. There's a vast treasury of symbol and metaphor in Scripture. Like narratives and parables, they are God's unique way and one of Jesus' favorite ways of conveying truth in the Bible. To gaze with the heart on a scriptural symbol takes prayer to a place that's beyond words and concepts. Symbol grows more meaningful as Christianity matures. Isn't it interesting that when Paul talks about maturing in Christ, he uses a metaphor of milk and solid food. And so as the journey progresses, truth is unveiled layer by layer until the day with unveiled faces we experience the glory of the Lord. So let's talk about gazing on biblical symbol, gazing with the heart. So here's a way you can try that. You can light a candle to focus as, of course, the candle is one of the most profound traditional symbols of Christ's presence. Then choose a scripture that contains symbol. You know, like an elemental symbol, such as a rock or fire or water. It could be the story of Moses striking the rock or the day of Pentecost uh, or the woman at the well. Or choose metaphors of Jesus like light and salt and the vine and the branches. Or choose one of the I am statements Jesus makes in the book of John in addition to the vine and the branches. One of the others. Or Choose one of thousands of passages with the metaphor of the tree or the door or the gate or a scriptural symbol that might just be especially meaningful to you. It might be a favorite containing a piece of art or in church pyramids or stained glass you're familiar with, but choose a scripture that contains that symbol. And then draw or paint or view a natural version of it or gaze upon a piece of art containing this symbol or imagine it in your mind's eye or let your body take its shape. Just spend time with it. Experience it. What truth does God speak to you through it? What draws your attention to it? What healing does it bring? How does it shift your perspective? What prayer does it well up in you? I want to thank you so much for joining me today and discovering three ways, three classic traditional ways to pray Scripture. These bring the Word of God, Jesus Christ, to life in us. We talked about entering the narrative imaginatively, chewing on the text, and gazing on 
the symbol. And I want to thank you for joining me today. Let's pray. Gracious God, source of all light, by your word you give light to the soul. Pour out on us your spirit through a fresh encounter with scripture that our hearts might unfold like flowers before you opening to the sun above. In the blessed name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen.